Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hi, this is FBL Focal from YouTube. You may not be aware, but I now convert all my videos into podcasts. You can find all the podcast links at linktree.com slash FBLFocal. That's linktree.com slash FPLfocal. And we're live. Welcome back for another stream. It's a, a very special stream today. It's, uh, it's been a few weeks since the last stream. In fact, the last stream we did was uh, on the day FPL launched. But it's a very special stream today because we have a guest for the first time ever. FPL Harry joins us to talk FPL. We're also going to talk about form players, pre-season results, Kane v Haaland and lots more. So uh, welcome to the stream, Harry. How you doing, mate? Uh, and let me unmute you as well and then ask you again how you're doing. <laughs> or you're about to unmute yourself, mate. Oh, yeah, I am. Sorry this about is... that. No, I think, no, I, that's, I, think that's I muted me. you while we're doing the warm-up because I was worried that if you said anything, it's going to come through when it's doing the three-minute countdown. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. No, thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's <laughs> nice to have fo football back today. First off match I've watched. I haven't watched any of pre-season. So first game watched today and then, yeah. Good to start tinkering properly. Yeah, it is. Yeah, obviously a busy day today. Busiest day of pre-season, 15 games on. Uh, in yeah. fact, there's still a few games on right now. Um, interestingly, the Tottenham lineup is uh, out, mm -hmm. which we'll talk about in a little bit. But yeah, loads to talk about today. Obviously, we've got um, Harry here, so we'll have a look at his stream, uh, his team, sorry. We'll have a look at my team. We're going to have a look at uh, the premiums, uh, player ownership, clean sheet odds, uh, the Arsenal players, cheap mids. And loads more. So uh, welcome, everyone. Welcome to the stream. We've got 550 tuned in already. Unbelievable turnout. Thank you all for uh, being here for this stream. We are uh, less than a week away till the deadline. So maybe, uh, where should we start? Should we start with your team, Harry? I think I want to pick yeah, your brain uh, with your team because you've got some... Uh, it's a great team and you've picked a few players different to mine as well, which I like because there's a lot more to talk about. Notably, mm -hmm. you've gone Haaland and I'm on Kane at the moment. But, uh, yeah. Talk us through your team, Harry. Yeah, so Ramsdale in goal. I just I've got three keepers that I like. We got Edison, we got Ramsdale, and we got Ryer, and it really just depends on like the budget that I have spare when it comes to the start of the season. I like all three of them. I think they're all good picks at their price. So that's kind of the last position I'm willing to fill. Ramsdale was in here. I'm just not sure Edison's worth five and a half. I just I'm not I just don't love a keeper that basically gets me six or seven points every week. And I think Ramsdale with their fixtures has ability to combine um, clean sheet and the sort of save and bonus that he has. So that's why he's in there and it's not one of the others. Back four is pretty template. We've got Trent, Cancelo, James, and then Trippier is the fourth one. We'll talk about Ben Mee on the bench in in a minute and I'll explain why I've got him in this draft. <laughs> I was going to ask you, yeah. Yeah, and then midfield, Salah, Diaz, and then we've got Neto again, highly owned picks here. After the Arsenal game, I've put Martinelli in here again, to go alongside Jesus. Because if you only have Jesus, you're basically going to gain nothing at the start of the season. Um, and then Haaland, the final one up front. The reason Ben Mee's in here is, basically, I don't need this player from either game week one or game week two. And then if you look from game week three onwards, Brentford are like top of the fixture ticker until I play my wild card. So he's quite there just to come in and come off the bench if I need. It might be like Rico Henry or something, but they played a back four today, which makes me think that their wing backs won't be quite as as effective, which is why he's in there. It could be a Brighton option. It would be an Arsenal option if I knew if any of those 4.5 options were nailed, but I don't know what to think of those Arsenal defenders right now. So as I think in here, game week three and five, Trip is going to drop to the bench and you've got me yeah. for Fulham and Palace away. Yeah, exactly. And then maybe game week three, it's Neto against Spurs away and a lot of us will be looking at, but then I've got Pereira who will have Brentford. So I don't, I don't know again. I need to work it out. But the idea is Trippier won't play those two difficult games and I'll, I'll bring someone off the bench for him. And uh, another interesting decision. I notice you've gone for Luis Diaz over Robertson. I think that's another dilemma a lot of managers are dealing with right now. Um, I've flipped back and forth between both, I'll be honest, um, over the last few weeks. Right now, I'm on Diaz, but I had a couple of drafts with Robertson. Uh, what's your take on the Robertson and Diaz debate? 
And let us know in the chat as well. Are you guys on uh, Robertson or Diaz? So before today, when I sent this this game, I sent this draft with Diaz in. Today did nothing good for Diaz. Today was not a good game for him, and he didn't look didn't look at his best at all. Robertson looked so much more effective. He looked like Robertson had more attacking threat, and he's playing at left back when Diaz is playing at left wing, um, which did worry me a little bit. So I could, for example, do Diaz and Ben Mee to Robertson and like Leon Bailey, for example, which seems like it would make a lot of sense. But then I don't have an eight million midfielder, and I feel like I've spent the last like however long banging on about the need to have that eight million pound midfielder in my team in case one of the others does really well and I can move sideways to it. In theory, I prefer Robertson over Diaz, but I don't know if I want to get rid of that price point in my team. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. Yeah, I'm just reading the chat. They're very divided. Um, I was asking him Robertson or Diaz, and it honestly looks about 50-50 at the moment. Um, Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think both have got their upside. Um, Looking at last season, which I realise is a a distant memory now, but Robertson was getting more points per game um, uh, by about one and a half points more per match. But then on the other hand, Jota's currently out injured, so it feels like Diaz doesn't have competition. And they are very good fixtures, you know. Yeah, if if Jota was fit, I think it would be very easy to go for Robertson. Yeah, I agree, yeah. But it's a it's a very template front yeah. six, like you say. You're absolutely riding the template there. Is that is that the plan? <laughs> Are you going to just kind of ride the template and then look for opportunities further down the line? Because you know the template's strong. Let's be honest. You know we, maybe we don't hear, need to get clever in the opening weeks. Yeah, but like I did a video on when was it yesterday's, which was about like the template and how I'd break it. And there are a couple of places that I tried to do my best, like. Spurs, Perisic is still in it, and like Mendy and goal is still in it, and then Martinelli's not quite there. Apart from that, this is it. I just don't see where I change it. The only real thing I want to change is is Diaz, but apart from that, I just don't really see any of the other picks going me going without. The only thing is that Chelsea defense. A little bit worried about us for the start of the season. Hmm. Yeah, that's another one. Good. Yeah, my first ever draft had the Mendy and James double up, and then at one point I switched to James and Chilwell. Uh, interestingly, you've obviously played uh, Udinese yesterday and today. Uh, and yesterday mm. looked like full strength 11 for Chelsea. Uh, and no Chilwell. Obviously, it was Alonso and Emerson, I think, um, shared minutes. And then today, it was kind of like the B team. And uh, Chilwell started that one. So do you think there's a chance you you line up with Alonso game week one over Chilwell? It's definitely not impossible, given that lineup. I think that he basically, I feel like he's tried our lineup for game week one and I'm very surprised it wasn't Chilwell, but given that lineup yesterday to be a little bit reactive, I think it probably will be Alonso. I think given how poor we've been defensively, not many people are going for the double up between the two of them. And if you're not going for the double up, there's kind of no reason to pick Chilwell over James now. It feels like a massive unnecessary risk. So it just makes Chilwell like a bit of a dead option for me, unless you are going for the double up. But I wouldn't do it after the, the match last night. And obviously, speaking of double-ups, I've been quite bullish on the Man City double-up. Uh, obviously, last season, uh, top in the league for expected goals conceded, and I expect that will continue. So I've had uh, the City double-up in most of my drafts, but I look at the, the community shield today. You know, it only finished about well, half an hour ago or so. And, you know, City is so light in defence. They've got Laporte out till September. Um, they've really just got Cancelo and Walker in fullback. You know, Stones was really the only option off the bench in terms of defence. I wonder whether they're going to be a bit stretched and it could be a problem and whether doubling up is a bit overkill. And I notice you've just yeah. got the one here. So what do you think? Yeah. Again, I don't love Edison for the amount of points that he actually scores. Like he's consistent over the year, but that's not necessarily why you, you pick players in FPL. You don't pick them. Like no one picks James Will Prowse because he scores 160 points a season. No one picks Edison for the same reason. You want people are explosive over those good fixture runs. Defence, if I knew Carl Walker was going to play seven of the first eight and they weren't going to sign a new left-back, then then great, like I'd own Walker. If I knew Ake was going to be nailed, then I could do James to Ake. But I just don't know Ake versus Stones. Like I feel like I'm setting myself up for a disaster and I hate doing that at the beginning of the season. Like I do my absolute best to not own players which I know are going to make me use a transfer early on. So like Diaz and... Uh, sorry... Stones and Ake are just those types of players that are just going to make me want to transfer them out because it's going to be one of them starting and then the other one. Carl Walker's the only one that interests me a little bit. Mm. 
Yeah, he's become increasingly interesting uh, over the break. I think it was early today I was reading the, the Kukurea deal. Looks like it's off. So yeah, uh, that's certainly one less player. I don't doubt City will sign a fullback, but you know we're less than a week away till uh, the season's underway. So mm-hmm. yeah, I do wonder if Walker is actually a decent option for the opening four or five, and then maybe there's a you know a new option to switch him to down the line. Um, you know, such as a Gabriel from Arsenal, Trippier once the fixtures turn, something like yeah. that. Um, let's talk Kane v Haaland because this is a massive one and uh, I'm glad that you've picked Haaland and I've picked Kane because we're on the different sides of the fence here yeah. are you still uh, after the community shield in Team Haaland and let us know in the chat by the way are you guys uh, Team Haaland or Team Kane I'm Team, so, I'm team Kane but uh, go for it Harry why are you Team Haaland well my question to you is right is game week two Kane goes away to Chelsea and Haaland has Bournemouth at home does that not concern you at all? Yes, it, it concerns me. But arguably, <laughs> if, I mean, if you look at the opening two fixtures, arguably you'd say they cancelled each other out, right? Because um, you've got West Ham away game week one. Not, not as hard as going to Chelsea, of course. Um, yeah. But perhaps, I don't, yeah. you know, we'll see. Oh, chat's very... Uh, I have Kane to say, heavy, they've I, all yeah, made the switch. I have to say, everyone's on, uh, everyone's on Kane by the looks of it. There was one uh, super chat, actually. I'll just quickly uh, read it out. Uh, Owen's saying, should he switch to Robbo? That means somewhere else in the 8 mil slot is a Saka the best option. Uh, in that case, who would you put the 6 mil next to Neto as Martinelli's gone? Did you follow that? Yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, my ranking of... I quite like Kulisevsky. If I've got a spare 8 million slot that I could pick anyone in, Mount and Kulisevsky would be the ones that I'd be going with now. I don't love Mount as an FPL asset and I get people telling me off for saying this that he's got goal threats consistent etc etc but I probably want a piece especially if you've got no Spurs yeah I think Kulusevski's nice I would still go Mart- I would still go Martinelli over Saka again with Jesus it's just feels like a lot of investment and if something goes wrong then I'd rather have those two especially while Smith Rowe is out I'd probably go Kulusevski if I've got a spare slot I don't know why he's not maybe being spoken about more he feels like a semi-decent way to cover Spurs while not having to buy Kanos on. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Mount's impressed me as well. He's had a good pre-season. Um, yeah. We'll have a look at some of the pre-season stats later. I've prepared a few graphics for this stream and one of them is basically um, you know, the top performers in the pre-season clated into mm-hmm. a table. And uh, yeah, Mount's done well and uh, I wouldn't be at all surprised if he becomes the best of the 8 mil mids over the opening of five. But yeah, there's so many good options and they're all at the same price points. So it's interesting what they've done there. But um, yeah, in terms of the premiums, you really have to pick two, I think. I think more than two kind of ruins your team balance. Um, so for me, I'm on Kane and Salah. Uh, let us know in the chat which premiums you're on. If anyone's on the one, is that what we're calling it? The oneium? The oneium and the uh, the threemium. I think it's yeah, been coined. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm on the twomium, the two premiums. So Kane and Salah yeah. for me. I think um, I think you, I think if you're going Salah, you're getting a bit creative. Uh, I was listening to FPL Black Box with uh, Mark and Az. Uh, a day or two ago, and Mark is going both Salahless and Haalandless, which is incredibly bold. Um, so he's going Sun and Kane. He's doubled up on both, which is a big shout. But um, yeah, I, I, I've seen Mark do it. I don't know whether he'll get cold feet come game week one. <laughs> I just feel like that is crazy. We'll see. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's going to be at Fantasy Football Fest, obviously, um, as we will as well. So. Uh, I'm going to ask him. I'll put him to one side and I need to check whether you're serious or not, whether that was a, a joke, but <laughs> we'll have to see. Um, yeah. Should we take a look at my team as well? And I'll just show you where yeah. I am with my team. I did post um, a team selection video early today, but I've already made one change. So uh, I'll talk about that. Um, the change I basically made was in midfield. I had one mil to spare. Uh, I had Neto and Bailey and I was wondering what to do with that extra one mil. Uh, what I've done today kind of sealed it for me. Martinelli, um, really yeah. impressive again today. Uh, 6-0, Arsenal beat Sevilla. Um, so, yeah, comfortable win. Two goals for Jesus, two goals for Saka. Uh, Martinelli, really impressive as well, I thought. Zenchenko, I think he's going to be a popular asset, but I do think Gabriel is going to be the better between the two, as tempting as Zinchenko is. He wasn't really involved in the attack, didn't really create chances. He wasn't whipping crosses in. Um, he was playing a bit deeper. And interestingly, he was actually playing centre-mid at times, kind of tucking right inside, playing centre-mid. So he was out of position, but I wouldn't say in a good sense. 
Um, he wasn't really getting far forward, not in any position where he could potentially get an assist or anything like that. Yeah. But as it stands, yeah, I'm on the Man City double up, as I was saying earlier. I've got Edison and Cancelo. Uh, Trent obviously um, needs no justification. It's just whether you double up with Robertson. But I'm on Diaz as well at the moment. And um, I'm starting to get Colby on Diaz as well. But we'll see. I think, I think it's very, very close between the two who does better. And it does depend where you spend that money. Um, but yeah, Bailey's the one, right? I think he's the the one that's really caught my eye. He, to, while the community uh, shield was on tonight, he scored again. So it's three goals and two assists for Bailey uh, in the preseason. Five goal contributions. Uh, he's been really, really impressive. And I think five mil is a very good price tag. And like I say, with this draft, I've left myself with the extra point five. So there is the option for someone like Neto or, you know, after game week one, Everton have better fixtures, maybe Gordon. Maybe McNeil. <laughs> yeah, that but Neto Neto will score a hat trick against Leeds, and you'll be priced out straight away. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I'll end up making like a, a Monday night early move. Uh, what could go wrong? Mm. As a quick, um, are you? God, sorry, go on, mate. Go on. Are you worried about playing Leon Bailey like every week, or are you are you open to playing like Williams or Andreas? Like from game week four onwards, their fixtures are pretty dreadful. I just that's my worry with him is that I'm just booking a transfer in. And I know I'm going to use it. Yeah, I don't. So I don't as such mind booking the transfers if it's way down the line. Obviously, after gimmick four, you absolutely have to uh, make a move to get rid of Bailey, um, unless you know your team's in a great shape where you can bench him for these three uh, when they've got Arsenal, City, and Leicester. But um, yeah, like I said, I've got point five at the moment, so I think there could be uh, other point five options that emerge. We'll have a look at the pre-season players later. Um, Jewsby Hall, for example, is also five mil. He's got about three or four goal contributions. Uh, there's a, a super chat from um, uh, from Victor. He said, have a good season, both. Um, great tweet by Harry with the facts after the game. I didn't see that, Harry. What did you tweet? So I've started doing these like um, short Twitter videos, which happened to be after the game, but I did them when like the price is announced, uh, where I just like talk about the game, have a few simple graphics. Um, and yeah, just sort of a minute and a half on on like the game or like a key talking point. Going to do like game week previews during the season on it. Good idea. Might have to steal that. But he's quite. He's got a question as well. He says, um, should he switch to Kane Robertson, Kane and Robertson for Diaz and have the door open for Nunez? Nunez, Nunez looked good today. He did. Yeah, he got his goal. Mm-hmm. It's funny how back and forth um, football fans are, right? After Nunez's yeah. debut, there's his compilations. Uh, he's he's washed, he's finished, and then yeah, Haaland has a difficult game tonight, missed a few chances, and then it goes the other way. What did you think uh, about Nunez and Victor's question there, leaving the door open? Like, as much as I thought he was a good option, it feels like a lot eight million when we just don't know who's going to play. We're going to get. Like when Jota comes back, Firmino, like Nunes looked much better and I've not been that complimentary of him during preseason and he looked really good today. But I just don't think for nine million we're going to know he's going to start consistently, especially when Jota's back fit and Jota could be back game week four. And it's very possible that Firmino starts one of the first three as well. If you're going to go with Nunes, I feel like you've got to start with him. There's no, uh, leaving the door open, I feel like, that will just get closed when Jota comes back. That if you're going to try and take that punt, you've got to take it mm. while you know Jota's out. Yeah, and it's like um, Joe in the chat says, nine mil, I don't know. It's a lot to spend mm. when you've got Diaz a mil below, you've got Robertson another mil below that. So yeah. for me, he's a wait and see. So I, I wouldn't do that personally to answer that question. Yeah. But what do you think of the team though? Um, any suggestions, criticisms? No, I'm not. I understand why you've got Gabrielle in there. Uh, you've got half a million spare. Like for me, Edison and Gabriel to like Ramsdale and Diaz with the half a million spare is is better. I'm not a huge Edison fan at five. Five and a half, he's definitely better. But those are the two that I look at, and I those I suppose those are the ones that I don't have in my team. And then I I'm just unsure on Bailey if I'm happy to play him every week. The first four games are really good, and he could easily well three and a three and a half games are really good. You could happily play him against West Ham. I'm just not sure with him yet how many minutes he's going to get, how often he's going to start. He could easily be this season's, um, who was it, Ben Rama from last year. But <laughs> Yeah, well, when he exploded game week one. Yeah, I think yeah. I ended up moving um, 
Jota to Ben Rama gimmick one last season, um, something like that. Yeah, it may be. And I, the thing is, pre, the prices move so fast at the start of the season. So if Bailey gets something against Bournemouth there, I see him 5.2 by game week two. And he's been putting up the numbers in pre-season. But I think maybe that's a good opportunity to talk about pre-season. How much stock or how relevant is pre-season? How much attention do you think we should play, pay to the pre-season results and the form? Just to explain what's on the screen as well, um, I'll just put this graphic tonight uh, together tonight for this stream, just tracking the pre-season form, who scored the most goals, the assists, goal contributions. So that's what this is. Um, what do you think, Harry, about pre-season results and form? I, I tend to pay attention to like the last couple of weeks of it and the last couple of games because we start to see full-strength teams. We start to see the teams that are going to actually line up in the Premier League. We start to see a bit of that, how fluid people are and how fluid teams are going to be. So the past couple of weeks, I've been looking at it more from a lineup point of view rather than necessarily who's getting goals. But I look at who scored if it's my player. <laughs> Ross would hate me for it. Yeah. Sure, there's some psychology thing in there that's going to tell me absolutely the worst way to play the yeah. game. Um, but yeah, nice little bit of positive reinforcement going yeah, on it. there. Um, but yeah, I pay a little bit of attention more just for lineups. If there's a player I want to that maybe we didn't see last year, like Bailey, who's suddenly in the lineup and scoring goals, that's where it becomes quite interesting. At the same price, there's Almoron as well who's, again, you've got on your graphics, scored four goals, looked really, really good so far. Um, another one that you could go with and has a sort of more long-term good run of fixtures than maybe Bailey does. He was in some of my drafts as well. Almiron was that? Yeah. What, how much is he? Five million as well. Is he really? Five mil? Okay. Yeah. Ooh, it's just the Warriors with them if He's they sign him. If there's someone that they sign that plays that position, yeah. like right now he looks nailed. Yeah. But it, they they are still in the market for someone who plays right wing. Yeah. So yeah, I think um I think Spam's right in the chat. He's actually got six goals. Uh, this was a bit of a rush yeah. job. This one. Admittedly, tonight I actually um, messaged uh, Harry about an hour or two ago. I was like, "Do you want to do a stream tonight, mate?" And he's like, "Yeah, all right." So I've thrown together some graphics here. But um, what I'll do once all the preseason games are done, I'll tidy this up and I'll post the final standings. But um, yeah, there's a few names here. I mean, look at Zaha, five goals, three assists. Yeah. It's just a shame that he's got such bad fixtures to open the season. Um, you know, maybe after the first four games, uh, Zaha could be a great option for seven mil. One that I'm play paying attention to, certainly. Um, Podence, uh, I think an alternative to Neto that's been overlooked. But again, what do you think? So Neto's very template. What do you think the impact, if any, of Jimenez's injury will be, potentially up to eight weeks? I don't think it's great news for Neto. Um, I think I don't think it's dreadful because I don't think Jimenez has been at his best for the past probably twelve months or so. I, I, I'm still happy with Neto at his price, and I think Pudence is not a bad alternative. He's probably going to be playing up front now. He looks like that's where he's been lining up, and I think they had a friendly today where he lined up there as well. Um, so it, there is part of me that thinks, well, if Jimenez is going to be out for eight weeks until I wildcard, then is that just an easy way to break the template and just go with Pedence? But then, like, they have backup strikers, so I know that Pedence is going to get, like, 60, 70 minutes, whereas I know that we're going to see 80, 90 minutes more often for Neto, unless the game is already won. So I don't dislike Pedence. I think he could be a good differential now that Jimenez is injured, and he'll probably be playing up front. I don't think it benefits Wolves overall, though. No. With him no, I agree. being out. Um, Charles Kelly in the chat says he hates Wolves. Hope they get relegated. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Charles. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, no, I was listening to um, uh, Black Wolf um, last night on Spaces in the early hours. Uh, Mark Sovens and a few others were chatting uh, about 1 a.m. last night, and they got uh, Black Wolf on. Obviously, he's uh, uh, FPL USA, and he's a massive, massive Wolves fan. He's been writing up great reports about them and he said um, it's probably going to be a very fluid front three probably Pudence, Neto and Gibbs White and then obviously Huang can be involved there too but the problem with Wolves is obviously they've got uh, no striker now so the problem is if teams figure that out then they're going to be found out and they might struggle for goals and let's not forget last season they did I'm expecting improvement but yeah perhaps they're going to struggle for goals um, like they did last season but also as a result of really only have one system now um so yeah i'm a yeah. bit conscious of that but their fixtures are so nice that i'm a bit like i'm gonna take the gamble on one of them 
I think it, it may not go well, but their start to the season is really good. They have Spurs in game week three, just trying to get the fixtures up. Um, Le- they, Leeds, Fulham, Newcastle, Bournemouth, Southampton in their first six. I just It just feels that this prize is an easy place to take a little bit of a punt. Um, I don't see myself moving off him mm. really now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so one thing I also, also want to talk to you about um, on top on the subjects of the template is uh, at the start of the pre-season, I think uh, everyone had Perisic in their team. You know, exciting new signing, expected to play left wing back, classified as a defender. And obviously his ownership slowly bled out during uh, the pre-season. But just looking at the lineup versus Roma, they're playing right now while we record him. And it's Doherty and Perisic starting in wing back. Um, looks like Tottenham's first choice, 11. Is Pez Perisic at the uh, last hurdle? Reemerge as an option, or are you not tempted? Five and a half could come in. The only option I've got in my defence really is is Reese James. I he could be. It's just that Chelsea fixture in game week two. Yeah, he could do something in game week one, but over the first couple of games. But then it's the same for Reese James, right? Doherty at five million again is just equally as good. We know what he did last year as well, hmm. so. I could end up going with him. I don't, I don't think it will happen when it comes to the deadline. I don't think I can see myself moving off Reese James, really. But I have not been impressed with us in pre-season. They did concede again tonight, but they apparently they've been really attacking. I haven't seen any clips, but apparently both Doherty and, and Perisic have been really good again. Again, I, mo- I had them to start with and moved off. You did the same, I think. I did, yeah. I was looking at Perisic for a while, you know. Really, just had the game week two. You had to rotate him around, but yeah. that was under the assumption that he's going to be getting minutes. And I do wonder if that's going to be even the case, or whether Conte is going to rotate Sessegnon quite heavily, you know, and use him uh, in some games, maybe early subs for Perisic. So, yeah, for me, it's a, a no-go from game week one. But um, you know, if he gets off to a flyer, maybe after the Chelsea game, I'll consider going there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, don't get me wrong, his ownership is still extremely high. Uh, I've got a graphic here on the most owned yeah. player. And obviously, <laughs> Jesus is uh, 66% owned, which is just astonishing. I think the record... It's only going to go up. Yeah, and it'll probably only go up. Um, yeah, I think last season, Salah set the record, didn't he? He had about 70% ownership, I think it was a new record. But um, Haaland's still very, very high, significantly more than Kane. Um, Salah 56%, Trent's 54%. Uh, I don't even see Robertson on this graphic, so I don't think he's even in the top 20. Yeah, but, he's about 10%, 11% now. Yeah, I mean, this is it as well, because you would say him and Perisic are maybe on par. Sorry, him and Diaz are about on par. And um, mm. are you the type of manager when there's a 50-50 calls, you'll side with the player who's got the lower ownership, or do you just um, you know, tend to I'm go I'm more likely up? to side with the player who's got higher ownership, to be honest. Ah, interesting. Okay, and what's, what's so, the thinking? So there? boring, I know. <laughs> Especially at the start of the season, I, I like the way I, I play FPL is I know I'm pretty confident in my ability second half of the season. When I sort of know the planning, I know the players a bit better. I hate the start of the season when everything is an unknown. So the last thing I want to do is necessarily have a bad start. I don't necessarily want or need a great start because I back myself in the second half of the season. So I'm more at the beginning of the season, like, let me do what I can to have a good start to the season, not do anything drastically horribly wrong, which is why my template, my team starts off pretty template. Um, and then I hope come second half of the season where I often like play my chips, I, I make a lot of gains there. Makes a lot of sense. I think I'll be doing the same, to be honest. And, you know, in this season, we've talked about how strong the template is. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think my plan is the same. You know, frustratingly, I think it's going to be a slow start to the season. It's not going to be like we get to game week one, you know, if Jesus gets a hat-trick, you know, Salah scores a couple of goals. You're not going to just, you know, instantly be, you know, top 100k, top 10k. Realistically, it could be um, a slow start to the season. So, something I'm conscious of, and I think some patience is going to be needed there, not to make uh, moves to try and move up faster. Because, yeah, it's a 38 game week game. But in a way, this season, right, isn't a 38-week game because we've got the World Cup um, between game week 18 and 19, I think it is. So yeah. 12th of November, I think, is game week 18. And then we've got about a six-week pause until Boxing Day, um, 26th of December. So it's a long old pause. And obviously, over that break, player prices will be locked, but we do get unlimited transfers. So 
Um, has that affected how you're approaching this season at all? A little bit, because actually I tend to not be one of those really early wildcarders normally, which means I've got to change it a little bit. And if you're not playing your wildcard before game week 10, you're wasting it a little bit. So I'd say game week 10 is probably the last I'd ever want to play it, because that means I've only got six or so game weeks. I, th I think it's game week 16, the split. Um, and it means I've not got enough time to make to make the ground that I want to with my wildcard. So it means I've got to be a little bit more short-term focus and play the fixtures a little bit more now than maybe I would have done before. Um, and again, try and be a bit more reactive rather than thinking long-term. I used to play my wildcard about like game weeks 15, 16 or so, past couple of years. So I've got to be a bit more short-term because I'll only be playing the first eight game weeks now. Yeah, that's it. I'm not even thinking about the second half of the season because... Yeah, come game week 18, the whole game is going to be reset anyway. So anything yeah. after that point is irrelevant. So, yeah, I do think there's opportunities to play a bit more aggressive. You know, if your team's in good shape, um, I'm not at all opposed to holding on to my wildcard for fairly late and then making, you know, some aggressive wildcard moves when the fixtures turn. Mm -hmm. I think it's Man City and Spurs whose fixtures turn complete opposite ways uh, right before the World Cup. So, you know, there could be something to take advantage of there. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so we'll have to see. Just having a look at what the Spurs score is, see if it's still. I think uh, just before we went live, you said that Roma had gone 1 0 up. Yeah, it's 1 0, 60 minutes in. Is anyone chat not going Captain Salah for Gimmick 1? That's what I'm interested to know. Maybe we'll stick a poll up. Yeah. Uh, I prepared I one can't. earlier. This I can't see it. I can't see it after today. He got would have got a 13-point haul against Manchester City. Not not doing it game week one. Let's see what chat's saying. I'll spam it in the chat and uh, get your votes in. There's got to be a few out there that aren't going Salah, right? Maybe a few a Sun captain is Kane. But yeah, I think today's enough to put you off Haaland. Um, certainly for me anyway. Let's have a look at the results. Yeah, for me, it's an absolute no-brainer. I'm going to be going Salah. But, yeah. you know, Kane at home to Southampton, don't get me wrong. It's a really good option. But, mm. yeah, Salah's been doing well in pre-season. Obviously, Kane yeah. has as well. Salah scored today. Um, took the penalty well, buried it. Mm. But it looks like, yeah, yeah about 70%. I'm, yeah, I'm sure it'll be yeah higher, 80. Yeah, look at it going up. Had a couple of uh, super chats. Uh, Say says he's got Edison, uh, Gabriel Sanchez, Reese, Trent, Neto, Salah, uh, Kane, Jesus, and Haaland. But there's no question. You're just sharing your team. It's a it's, it's a good a, team. But interesting going with a front three. I've not seen many teams playing it's a four three three. Premium as well. It's a premium. Yeah. So what is that? Three four three. Four three three. Yeah. No. Uh, four three three. No. You've listed nine players. No, ten players. Hang on. I think Hang you're missing on. a player there's, as is. <laughs> we're, missing, we're missing a midfielder. You're missing a player. Neto and Salah. <laughs> yeah, he might be missing See. a player. I mean, it's a good selection. I'm just not sure who the 11th is. Is that Sanchez as in um, Manchester United, Sanchez? Sanchez? Oh, no, that's Martinez. Um, Who's that? If, it, if it's Tottenham Sanchez, I don't think he's even oh. going to be a starter. Oh, yeah, in I don't think he's going to start, yeah. Uh, who is it going to be? Diet? Davies, Dyer, Dyer, Romero. No, Davies is out. He's injured, but it will be... Um, I don't know who started tonight. Like, Sanchez might get the first couple, but then they think Lengley will come in. Right, Lengley is on loan from Barcelona, right? I don't know how yeah. um, highly he's rated, but yeah, I think so he's on loan for the season. Tonight, yeah, tonight they took Sanchez off at half-time for Lengley. So, your guess is as good as mine, who starts in game week one. Any Spurs fans in the chat, you can let us know. We've got one more super yeah. chat as well from Loz. Um, he said, Martinelli's a great enabler, but do you not see him as a huge downgrade from Saka, who's been sensational in pre-season? I'll just put up the pre-season graphic again. What do you think about Saka v Martinelli, Harry? Yeah, if I could own Saka as well, then I absolutely would. But Martinelli's a two million price point cheaper. And like at the start of the season, you've got to make... You've got to make these sacrifices in places. We don't have the 105 million that we have come game week 35 to make our final teams. You've only got 100 million. So you've got to make these sacrifices somewhere. And as there are as many good other options outside of Saka, which I might want. And so Martinelli feels like a 
nice obvious pick where I can go and it helps the rest of my team as well. I love Saka and I don't Saka over Martinelli every day of the week if there wasn't a two million price gap in it. Yeah, I see. Um, FPL is a game of finding value. Um, you know, yeah. look at Saka. I don't, uh, I don't doubt he will represent good value for eight mil, but you know, Martinelli for six mil. It's really a down to a points per mil thing. So, yeah, for yeah. me, it's Martinelli, and then I'm happy to uh, have Jesus for the double up. I do think we're going to start this season really well. Um, we've looked very, very good in pre-season, and it's really good fixtures. So I'm actually happy to double up. So. Yeah, that was why I ended up dropping Neto for Martinelli today. Um, yeah, Neto's left my team now, yeah. Martinelli. So we'll have to see, but I've got 0.5 in the bank, so we'll see. Keep the questions coming in the chat if there's anything you want to ask Harry, and I'll read the questions out. Um, I think do, Drew Mann's uh, shared his team for some feedback. He's got Raya, uh, Trent, Gabriel, and Cash, so back three. Interesting, he's going to 3-5-2. He's got... Salah, Saka, Diaz, Bailey and Rashford. Uh, Jesus and Kane. Lots to unpack on this one. Mm. What do you think of this team? So, Gabriel and Cash would probably not be the five million defenders I'd go for. Cash is great. Their first three fixtures are good. But again, I don't think he's good enough knowing that I'd have to book in a transfer. So I'd prefer Trippier to him. Um, but that's personal preference. The midfield is good. Again, I don't know who's on the bench. Just like Bailey and Rashford starting every week. is I'm not sure I trust them yet. Manchester United losing again um, 1-0 to Atletico last night. Did they? Was okay. a bit of a concern. Um, I, it's not a bad team. Personal preference, there are players that I change. But I don't dislike it as a team and as a structure. I quite like it. But personal preference, there are a couple of players that I'd probably move on. Yeah, I think it's a bit light in defence. Um, Trent Gabriel Cash, I think this no season... City cover. No City cover. And I don't remember a season quite like this one where there's so much value in defence. Yeah. So I think um, a back four minimum. Let me know in the chat what formations you guys are playing with. But I think you want to have a back four. I've seen a lot of five of the backs, which I don't mind at all because of how much value there is there. But I think back four is probably going to be um, the optimal one. Yeah, um, so that I'll probably I make so. some changes there. Maybe remove one of those midfielders. Perhaps Rashford. It is a good opportunity to talk about Man United because I had Rashford in, I think, all of my drafts until today's one. And I did have Sancho in one draft as well. But obviously, Ronaldo um, posted on Instagram yesterday. Um, people were asking, you know, when's he going to be back? And uh, he said the king is back for uh, tomorrow. I forget who they're playing tomorrow, but yeah. I thought it was a bit cringe referring to himself in the third person, but I guess that's uh, Ronaldo-esque, isn't it? But yeah. I do wonder what impact that's going to have on Martial and maybe subsequently Rashford as well, right? Um, I think Rashford is probably an absolute lock for Gemic 1, maybe beyond that too, but we have seen Martial playing in his position yeah. as well. It could be Martial on the bench and Ronaldo gets starts, but... Yeah, it's not a great situation. What do you think about the Man United assets? I was getting to the point where I quite like them. And now I'm just realising that I just feel like they're a risk too big to take at the start of the season. Their opening fixtures are not bad, but they are playing teams which are notoriously able to be good defensively. Brentford and Brighton particularly. And then Liverpool in game week three. It's possible that they struggle in one of those first two and then struggle against Liverpool, which for six and a half million for Rashford when he could suddenly get you know, an early sub or he could get benched from Martial is, again, too much of a risk for me to take at the beginning of the season. Sancho looks sharper. He's probably the one I'd go with. But again, £7.5 when you go and get the likes of Diaz, Kulisevsky, Mount for £8 million. Again, mm -hmm. just feels like he's competing at too high a price point for me. He's a better pick than, San than Rashford is, but he competes with those other guys, which I did have Dallow in a lot of my drafts as well. And he's not in there at the moment. He was in there for Ben Mee in the one before last. I'm not sure what I think about their defence, though. A little bit I put agree. off by him. Yeah. I know he's quite popular. He is, yeah. Four and a half is a good price. And he's obviously been uh, very attacking in pre-season. He's hit the, uh, the post. He's been creating a lot of chances. Playing very advanced. So yeah, I think Dallow could be a good option. And I agree on what you said about Sancho as well. I think Sancho is probably going to be the best of the midfielders. Yeah. Bruno, I still don't think he'll justify the price tag. I don't think he's going to get quite back to that form of a couple of seasons back. 
But um, yeah, I wouldn't. I probably would avoid Sancho unless you leave yourself with the 0.5 to go up to one of those eight mil mids. Um, interesting one here. We were asking about the formations. Thanks everyone that um, shared their formations in the chat. It's quite mixed, but it's mostly four four twos. Nicknack said uh, four five one is mathematically the best. What I don't like about the four five one is unless you're having someone like uh, Undav or you know a, a Mitrovic on the bench, which I don't think is a good idea, then you're probably going to have two four and a half mil forwards on the bench, right? So your bench is just one player deep. That's my concern about the four five one. Um, there's a question from AC, um, Harry. They said, what are your thoughts on going without an 8mm midfielder at all? Do you think that's uh, a price point that just has to be covered or is that an option? Yeah, so I don't know if you want to ping my team back up, but basically I've got an option where I've, because I've got Diaz in there at the moment, that I could go with Diaz and Ben Me to like um, Robertson and a 5 million midfielder, which I would probably prefer, but I do leave myself without that 8 million midfielder. Now, I thought about this earlier today and I suddenly thought, well, if I've got an 8 million pound field midfielder and Mount does really well, but Diaz is also doing really well, then I'm not going to sell Diaz. So I've still got no way of getting to him. So I don't necessarily, I'm starting to come around to the idea of maybe I don't need this as much as I thought I would. Because let's say that Liverpool start really well and Kulisevsky looks great how am I going to get to him with the team that I've got? Well, I have equally no way to get to him if Diaz is performing well, as if Robertson's performing well. So I basically just want to pick the one that I think is a better option, um, which I think is Robertson at the moment. So at the moment, I think I'm... And again, like Bailey versus Ben Mee is, uh, feels like a no-brainer, or Almiron versus Ben Mee feels like a no-brainer. So Diaz and me out for... And it saves half a million as well. It's probably what I'll end up doing. I do leave myself with no 8 million midfielder. And I feel like I've bigged it up so much for the past two weeks that I need it <laughs> exactly, yeah. that I now can't not have it. Just like I can't not have mm. Neto in my team because every time I have a video, I tell you, you have to have Neto. So he's <laughs> got to be in there. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't actually think you necessarily need it. But I then look at my team and think, OK, let's say Mount starts the season really well. I have no real way of doing it, but it's two transfers. It could be worse. Would you say you sometimes feel a bit of pressure to follow your recommendations, even if your opinions change slightly as a content creator? N not so much, actually. I know some people do to some extent, but like not not too much. I think other people feel more pressure than, than maybe I do. Um, if a player, I change my mind on someone, like I think I've done it with a couple of players already this season. Uh, like Martinelli, for example, I was worried about his rotation risk. We As preseason goes on, we see something else happen then then maybe i change it um so no i don't feel too pressured what about you yeah i was just thinking about it while you're talking about it and talking about how you'd hyped up netto i think um it's difficult maybe if you're transparent and you know you, you um, make people aware of your change pre-deadline but yeah. yeah you know if i was saying to everyone you have to get this player and then you know the deadline comes and everyone's like what the hell focal you don't even have him you know <laughs> then they might get in some trouble uh, yeah. Really quick thank you to uh, there's a couple of people, Adrian and Jonas uh, have become FPL Focal members, so I appreciate that guys, thank you for the support. Sorry if I do miss any um, super chats uh, and whatnot, loads of messages and chat tonight which is really cool. We've got one and a half thousand tuned in Harry. Um, I'll take this opportunity as well, I've tagged Harry in the title of this video, um, if you're not following Harry I strongly recommend his channel, he's an excellent FPL manager. Am I right saying you got two top 5k finishes in a row your last two seasons? Yeah, in theory top 4k, but we'll, we'll let you say what you want. <laughs> yeah, two top 4k finishes. No, so, you know, it's good content. He knows what he's talking about. So go check Harriet and subscribe. Um, there's a question from Loz. He said, um, for United, uh, Rashford and Daly look like enablers. I know we talked about United just now. My take is uh, I'm not going to go there now. In fact, I did prepare a graphic, Harry. Um, I think I shared it with you earlier, my watch list. And these are the players in my thinking for Gemic 1. Um, obviously, yours varies a bit to this, but I removed uh, Rashford from this. Um, Dallow's still in there, but yeah, would you say Rashford's a no-go now? Or is there still a chance he makes your team? Well, again, given it's more because Martinelli looks such a good option now that I don't think I'll start with him. So because Martinelli looks 6 million at Arsenal with the fixtures they've got with no Smith-Rowe, 
on some set pieces as well feels like a, a no-brainer for him. So it's more because I can't see myself selling him and he's about the only player that I could sell that would allow me to get him. So that's basically why I don't think I'll start I'll start with him. Makes sense, yeah. I, I have to say, I've got Walker in there in that mid-priced uh, defender bracket. I don't think I'll end up with Zinchenko. Like I was saying earlier, he, didn't really ex he played really well, but he didn't excite me from an attacking perspective, uh, where it was Gabriel who actually got the assist um, for... Uh, for Jesus's goal. So Martinelli whipped a corner in and it fell to Gabriel, took the shot and um, yeah, it was Gabriel Jesus, you know, popping up in the right spot again. And I think he's going to do that all season. But I, I did find it quite funny. It was uh, Gabriel Martinelli that took the corner and then it was Gabriel that took the shot and then it was Gabriel Jesus <laughs> that converted it. So the Gabriel trio linking up there. And you got them all in your team as well. You've gone for all the Gabriels. Yeah, good point. Yeah, I'm uh, tripled up, yeah. Yeah, who needs um, Salah, Nunez and Diaz when you've got the three Gabriels? <laughs> Good question from James. He says, uh, are we sleeping on Bowen? What's your thoughts on Bowen? So it's that their opening fixtures are not great. Of course, they play City game week one. And again, 8.5 million. It feels strange to me that he's eight and a half when you've got like Diaz, Mount, Kusevsky, Foden, that sort of 8 million price bracket. It, feels, it would have made sense just to make him the same as everyone else. Making him half a million more kind of just feels like, well, no one's going to go there. I don't think he's a bad pick. I expect him to score well this year, but it's just one of those things, the half million saving I get from him. He plays City game week one. Their opening fixtures are not as great. I just, uh, it's that extra half a million. It feels like they've overpriced him when they're the options we've got at eight. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And uh, I was chatting to Dan Bennett um, earlier in the week. Um, he's got 10 top 10Ks and... William Weller asks uh, Diaz or Mares, and he actually had both in his team, Diaz and Mares. I thought Mares looked pretty dangerous tonight. He had quite a few chances, you know, against a lesser team. I could see him haul him, given more chances like that. Um, do you think um, who do you think is first of all better between Diaz and Mares? And do you think Mares is a shout? I'd go, I'd go Diaz, um, just because again they've got four wingers now. I didn't necessarily know that Alvarez was going to play on the wing, which he did tonight, yeah. which is, just feels like a nightmare for all of them. And people were going Grealish as well before today. And it's done right. It's done the exact same thing for me, that they've got Foden, they've got Mahrez, they've got Alvarez, and now Grealish as well. Four of them for two positions it just feels like a, a no-go that they're going to start two and three games at a maximum. And I hate, I hate players like that. And obviously scored off the bench as well, Alvarez. Um... Yeah. Bit annoying how long that one took, by the way, VAR. I don't know if you're watching mm. it live, but it was a long, long way. I was thinking, oh, yeah. not more of this again this season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good point. We haven't even talked about Grealish. He's quite a popular one, 7 mil. Foden didn't travel on Man City's pre-season. Um, I think he linked up with the under-23s instead. Grealish did go on pre-season, and um, I think he assisted Haaland's first ever goal. So he's been a popular one for 7 mil. Price dropped from 8 mil, but I thought tonight he didn't look good. Uh, you're yeah. subbed off, not a great performance, kind of like a 5 out of 10 game, um, yeah. I would say. Um, super chat from uh, Jonas. He says, what do you think? Uh, Ryan Trent, Cancelo, Zinchenko, Walker, James Bailey, Salah, Nunez, Kane and Jesus. Huge front three. Um, what's your thoughts on that team? I'll go first, actually. Yeah. Nunez, I think, yeah, is go. a no-go in terms of the Liverpool. For me... I think I would have Salah, Robertson, um, Trent and Diaz ahead of Nunez. So he's a wait and see for me personally. Um, what would you say about the rest of this team? Yeah, like you've probably got a spare. You're only playing two midfielders win this. Like Nunez to Diaz and save a million feels like a like no-brainer move. And then you have the ability to go Zinchenko to Reese James, Ryder to Edison, for example, like... That Nunes to Diaz move feels like a no-brainer for me for the start of the season. I think that's the first 5-2-3 I've seen, yeah. it, actually. Yeah, it's one of those formations. You know, I wish there was a way to see some kind of pie chart of the formations over your FPL career. That'd be interesting. And I think, I think I've never played a 5-2-3 ever um, in my 12 years playing FPL. I just I feel like if you're going to do a 5-2-3, you're going to have three really weak midfielders. And there's a lot of value in the mids. 
Um, I saw a nice chart on Reddit actually. Someone had plotted um, points per million of each position, and defenders were top in terms of you know value points per mil. Then it was midfielders, and then it was forwards. So that suggests to me that you want to go with something like a, a four-four-two. Uh, not just two mids, personally, I would say. So that's uh, where I'd make some changes there. Uh, Loz <laughs> says, gun to your head, Foden or Mares? Who gets more minutes? Foden, I think. I don't quite know where, hmm. but I think Foden. Yeah. I just feel like if Pep doesn't give it to him this season, he's going to be get really annoyed. I feel like if he's having another year, because we felt like when... David Silva left, that that would be Foden's time. Didn't do enough last year. If he's not stepping up this year again, I think he'll start to be like, well, do you not value me as much as what he can do? Right. And this is it so, though. Last season we did see um, Foden kind of, you know, Pep wasn't afraid to play strikerless last season. And we saw players, yeah. you know, fluidly rotate him. Um, Foden, one of them, um, even Bernardo Silva. And this is my concern, going back to what we were saying earlier about Kane versus Haaland. I read um, an athletic from an article from the Athletic, and they were saying one of the reasons that Haaland picked Man City over Real Madrid was that there were some assurances that he wouldn't be used as much. Whereas in La Liga, you know, the expectation would he would be playing week in week out. You know, and he's not got a great injury record. I don't know if I can bring this up here. Yeah, he doesn't. So that's kind of right now why I'm I'm very slightly siding towards Kane, but it's such a difficult one. Um, it's it? just that Bournemouth fixture. Like game week three, I can see myself, you know, necessarily making the swap, but it's just that Bournemouth at home fixture. I, I can't see myself wanting to go without without him. Exactly that. And I've just pulled up um, his injury record. You know, and it's got down here on the left side seasons. You know, last season he was out four times, the season before four times, the season before that six times. So it's not like encouraging when you look at his injury record and it's just not something you want to deal with with a premium, you know. There's always a, I don't know about you, but there's always a little bit of nervousness right before the Man City lineups drop. You know, you're waiting for the three minute, the three o'clock kickoff. So on a Saturday, yeah. you're like, which one do I look at first? Yeah, it's got to be City just to make sure he's not benched Cancelo or something. But I can't begin to imagine that suffering, um, you know, if Haaland gets the odd bench in here and there, but... Yeah. Maybe I'm overthinking it, but yeah, it's an interesting one looking at his history. It wasn't great today as well. A few people in the chat asking. It, I, throughout the season, I wonder if the Spurs guys playing every week is going to be more reliable. Um, as I said, it's just those first few fixtures. I, I don't want to go without him. When they start playing two or three times a week, that's when I think we have a problem. But to start the season when they play once a week, apart from game week five, I think it's midweek. Um, until that point, I think I'm okay with with him. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I think uh, I think what we'll do they'll do they play the old uh, Uno reverse trap card and let's uh, rate our teams. So we'll do my team first. Let me know in the chat what would you rate my team uh, out of ten, honest ratings, and then we'll do Harry's as well next. I'm interested to see uh, what everyone actually thinks of our teams because you know sometimes we get in our own heads and we make this team and we're like, oh, it's a masterpiece, perfect. Here we go. Top 10k, but you know sometimes you get a bit blindsided from uh, outside opinions. Uh, Harvey's given it a six, <laughs> six out of ten from Harvey. Um, we've got FPL Harry in the chat's given it a four. Uh, there's only moderators in the chat to ban FPL Harry. It's a five from Please Work. <laughs> I regret this game now. You regret this game. So, Here we go. They're flooding it now. Maybe I'll just read out the really good ones. No, everyone's uh, giving great reviews. Ignore what I said before. Eights, nines. Yeah, it's 7.5 from and Andrew there. Uh, Noctam Bully says 7, 2 template. Uh, Wangdi says focal 8. <laughs> Okay, I mean, Max has given it a one. I think that's harsh. There's no way this is a one out of ten, is it? <laughs> I, I would swipe right on this team. All right, should we have a look at Harry's? <laughs> Be kind, please. <laughs> All right, Harry's team next then. So it's got it's got Ben Me in it. This surely makes it higher rated than it. I've just I've just clocked um, Me as well because you're so terrible for Ben Me jokes on Twitter. <laughs> You can't resist. I basically needed a Brighton, uh, Brentford defender, and I was like, he has to be the one I go with. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair enough. 
Yeah, when I saw that they announced uh, Benby was back in the Prem, I thought another season of Harry's terrible puns. Um, yeah, exactly. Maxi's given it a minus four out of ten. Fayad's given well, it a seven. They're, they're still seeing your 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 one. Here we oh go. yeah, sorry, it's just it's just caught up now. Oh yeah, here we go. Seven point five, eight, eight from Apenator, nine out of ten. Two, Daniel's given it a two. There's a lot of tens in there. I think actually yours is getting um, better ratings than mine. It's because I got Pedro Neto in. I wish I'd told them I had 0.5 in the bank. That buys me an extra one point. (laughs) (laughs) Or am I clutching at straws? A little bit. (laughs) Um, One thing I didn't mention to people in the chat, um, this is going to be my last um, stream like this before the deadline. Next Friday, I'm going to be at Fantasy Football Fest. Uh, Me, Harry and FPL Rapser are going to literally stream the deadline from Fest. So we'll probably be... um, about five beers deep by then so it's going to be a great stream and there's going to be yeah a venue packed with drunk managers content creators so we'll try and get a few involved um i asked fpl mate if he'd join earlier and he said he might come for the first 10 15 minutes it'd be good to get him on Uh, i think he's going to do a stream separately afterwards for the last hour Uh, ali's given me an 8.5 a few people have switched to um, an out of 100 rating which maybe is more precise um, well, Robert Carr's given 85 at 100 appreciate that yeah not bad um, yeah not bad at all not bad at all it's going to be an interesting few, season yeah a few people in there talking about Trippier and I'm not sure he's spoken about him about why I've got him in um, again like their first three four fixtures they've got Forest, Brighton and Wolves which are very good for me defensive point of view now I will have Neto against him past the most recent preseason game he looked so good playing a sort of right back but the past first few preseason games he was like right back playing defensively the most recent game he was getting pretty far forward and got to assist for Almiron which is why he's in there again it's those first two fixtures are really nice and I know he's he's on all set pieces as well Mm. which I just I can see one of those games being really good for him I could end up moving him on if, for example, I see Walker playing every week and they don't sign someone, Trippier to Walker could happen. But his yeah points per minute and the amount he could explode, I think he scored three goals in his like seven games for them last season or something crazy. I don't expect him to keep that up, but I think he could be really good at five million. Yeah, I agree. I'm just trying to uh, green screen you out a bit. I'm getting, I'm getting flashbacks to um, Trippier's goal last season. I remember he scored that absolute weldy from a uh, free kick and... Uh... Yeah, I do like Trippier. How how owned is he? 16.6. Yeah. Some of them saying he's not been... That, yeah, he wasn't attacking, but the most recent game he was. Yeah, I have noticed my as the sun has, the sun has set, the green screen has come a bit darker. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, it's a bit of a botched setup. Like I said, tonight's stream was quite a last-minute one, but to be fair, I think we've covered a lot of good talking points. It's been a good stream. Um, There's a question from Erwin here. He says, uh, I know a locked-in transfer isn't ideal, um, but I'm surprised most experts really don't want to start with Kane and then do the switch to Haaland in game week two. What's your thinking on that one, uh, as a Haaland owner especially? I hate locking in transfers, and I don't think the... If like it was City-Arsenal on the first day, then maybe I'd think about it. But even then, City are very capable of scoring two or three goals against anyone they play against, as are Spurs against Southampton. But I don't think it's as clear-cut as Kane's going to score a hat-trick and Haaland's going to score none I, th- I think he could easily do well it's still a good fixture so yeah i i just don't like booking and transfer unless it's really really clear cut but still you never know what's going to happen so kane may well outscore Haaland in game week one but by four points for that extra transfer that's an extra goal he has to score i don't think it's worth it for me <clears throat> and if kane starts uh sorry i haven't got kane i'm just thinking that like, if kane starts slowly um, doesn't get anything game week one and say Haaland gets a goal against West Ham I'm trying to think whether I trust what I've, what I've picked or whether I would be tempted to make that switch to Haaland for the Bournemouth game because it's, it's, yeah. it's one of the standout fixtures of the season you know Bournemouth at home it's, it's yeah. one to target for sure and it does make me nervous yeah I don't like it though to, just to give my take on booking and transfers you know, you can make your team like this, unlimited transfers, and you can prepare your team for the opening five game weeks. And you'd think, in your head, this is perfect. You know, it's set and forget. There's nothing I need to do here. But FPL's full of a game of surprises. So there's so much that can happen that you just don't anticipate. You know, it can be injuries. It can be 
players unexpectedly don't start the season well who you thought might. You know, everyone's talking about Neto. What if he blanks against Leeds and Fulham and he's got Tottenham game week three? You know, there's all these little things that can happen. So that's why I don't like the idea of booking in a transfer straight after, you know, your very first free transfer, basically. Yeah. That's my take on that. I, yeah, as much as I think I've built a perfect team, I can guarantee you one of the players in my starting eleven does not do what I want him to. I know my first three transfers, I will need them all. And I'm not going to sit here and be oblivious to the fact that I will have picked someone who doesn't perform. Um, if the very small, small chance I pick someone who does, you know, everyone does well, then fine. But the chances are that's not going to happen and I'm going to need all my transfers. Yeah, got you. Makes sense. Uh, Max says, uh, this is a very FPL relevant question. What's your favourite colour? Uh, green. I didn't expect you were going to say green. I thought you might say blue as a Chelsea fan. Yeah. Green. Green. Yeah, but the, uh, the team I used to play for, Sunday League, we had a green kit. I don't think it gave us much of an edge in terms of uh, blending in. I think, if anything, it made my passing worse. But uh, I'd say mine's red, uh, regardless of being an Arsenal fan. Favourite colours in the chat? What's your favourite colour, chat? <laughs> Here we go. Here's the <laughs> top quality insight. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Like, to be fair, I think um, I haven't got anything else prepared here um, that I wanted to talk to on the stream. Is there anything else you wanted to cover here? No, I think we've gone gone through most of the stuff that we were gonna we were gonna talk about. Um, again, last couple of bits, preseason games tomorrow. We'll wait and see. Teams are starting to get locked in now. There's not that many players that I'm in a position to really change. So we get in get into that start of the season. I try and lock in about Thursday, Friday. Um, but yeah, I think we've covered everything. Today's game really threw a lot of spanners in the works for a lot of people. I think, and again, that Spurs game as well. Um, I think they're still 1-0 down and a lot of those players have been subbed off as well. So, right, okay. yeah, still 1-0 down, 90th minute and Perisic is off. Loris got subbed off for some reason. Oh, Loris, okay. Son, okay. Son Kulisevsky, Doherty all got taken off about 70. Oh, Mourinho's going to be loving that one, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he is. Uh, Being yeah, his I'll, old club. I'll just put up my watch list again, just finally, um, in terms of the final picks that are in my thinking. There's still quite a lot here. I mean, to be fair, there's about 500 plus players in FPL, and this is what I've narrowed it down to in terms of my thinking. Um, tomorrow we've got another six preseason games, and then that is it, I believe. That's it as far as preseason goes, and then um, yeah, it's the last leg, and then it's uh, game week one Friday night. Don't forget it's a Friday night deadline, by the way, everyone. Don't uh, wake up Saturday morning like 9 a.m. like oh, I've got to sort my team before 10. It's uh yeah, it's a Friday deadline. Um I think it's half six UK time. Yeah. This one. Um so yeah, this, this is as far as I've narrowed it down to. Um if I change my team at all, I'll do one more uh team selection video. But Harry, it's been so so good talking to you. Um like I said earlier, I've tagged Harry in the title of this video so you can get to his channel dead easy. Just go click there and subscribe. Check out Harry's content. He's been doing videos every day all the way up to the deadline. Really good content. Knows his stuff. Top 4K, not top 5K the last couple of seasons. So he's a really good manager. Um, Harry, I don't think there's anything else I've got left to say. Um, but thank you so much for your time. Thanks for being on the uh, on the show, mate. No, thanks for having me. I feel very privileged to have been your first ever guest. Sorry, I feel like I'm leaning forward, which is exactly the <laughs> thing right. you told me not to do because I get really big for all the viewers. Right, yeah, just right before we went live, Harry was leaning yeah. right in and I was like, don't do that, by the way, because otherwise when it starts, they're going to see that. <laughs> so what their first impression is going to be. No, thanks for having me on again. I really appreciate it. Um, I remember watching you when you were just starting out as well. Um, and I knew by the quality of the, of the content that you were going to go far. So glad to see it's gone so well for you and yeah let's see let's see if you can beat me this year even despite <laughs> being number one ranked in the world uh, yeah i'll try mate probably won't happen but uh no yeah i'm really excited for this stream thanks everyone in the chat who has tuned in obviously if you uh enjoyed it please do hit like on the stream before you go and subscribe to uh zoomed in harry <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's been a cracking stream mate um thank you everyone for tuning in like i say go subscribe to harry um like the video if you're not um it's a goodbye from me And a goodbye from Harry. Oh, sorry. Goodbye <laughs> from me. Sorry, you missed it. You missed a super chat. Oh, did I? All right. No, hang on. Yeah. Hang on. We'll come back. We'll do the super chat. We'll go back. We'll go back. We can't miss the super chat. Uh, so is it true Fandela? Oh, it's true Fandela. How are we doing, mate? I haven't heard from him in a long time. 
Uh, Fandela says he's got Ramsdale, Trent, James Cancelo, Neto, Salad Diaz, Martinelli, Bailey, uh, Kane, Jesus, um, goalkeeper, and he's got Jansen, a four mil defender, four and a half mil, 0.5 in the bank. What do you think, Harry? It's very nice. It's basically the same as mine, apart from it has Bailey in over yeah. uh, Trippier. So, yeah, I like it a lot. 0.5 in the bank as well. I quite like keeping for the start of the season. It's uh, Is it a back three? Trent, James, Cancelo, yeah, Neto, Mo, Diaz, Martinelli, Bailey, 3-5-2. Yeah, it's a great team. Um, I th- like I said earlier, I'm an advocate of the five at the back. Oh, I just realised we're not on the uh, actual stream there. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, like I say, I've, I'm, from, I'm an advocate of four at the back. So I think there's so much value in defence. Um, so I think back four is probably the optimal. Uh, one thing actually, interestingly, I should mention, uh, tomorrow FPL Review is going to drop his predicted points for this season. And using that data, there's uh, people in the FPL community like Sertalp who builds the optimal FPL team. So I'm interested to see um, what his optimal team is heading into Gemic 1 because, um, yeah, obviously it's easy to get influenced and biased um, using our own thinking. But yeah, he's going to come up with the optimal team once those predicted points drop. So we'll have to see. Um, I think that's all the super chats. I think we actually got through it that time. If there's any more, drop me a DM on Twitter. And sorry I missed you. And uh, for real this time, it's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. Hi, this is FPL Focal. If you're listening to this on the Fantasy Football Scout page, please check out my own podcast on Apple Music, Spotify and Google Podcasts. Just search for FPL Focal.